Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe, purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage. I'm Brittany Lowe. And I'm Jarrell Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team. Today, we are excited to bring you a market update of our current real estate market, things that we are seeing, trends, questions that our clients are asking us. And I think the biggest thing is, is that in general, real estate moves at its own pace. And for us, our biggest focus is to help you move at yours. Yeah. And I think real quick, Brittany, I think we should be with the craziness and the chaos that's in the market. We probably should be doing a market update almost once a month or every other week because there's so much that's happening. Mm -hmm. So much changes, things like that, that our clients want to know and that we should be sharing with those that are in the process of possibly buying and or selling. Mm -hmm. And if you don't already know as well, every single month we do release an actual video where, where we break down our specific area. So that market update is released every single month. You can find it on YouTube or social media. So if you have questions about that, or if you might not live in either of those areas and have further questions about your neighborhood or what makes the most sense for you, like we always say, please, please feel free to reach out to us. I think let's just start by covering kind of our two cents about the current market. One, and again, these are our projections, but prices from what we are seeing are not going to collapse. No. What they are going to do is that they're going to adjust. And with this adjustment, we're going to start seeing a more normal year-over-year appreciation. Yeah. And I think we should really talk about that normal, right? Right now, we're seeing about, in our market, we're seeing about an 8% year-over-year appreciation of the value of home. But what we're seeing is uh, there's a lot of fear around the climb. Well, there's two points. There's a lot of fear around the hike in interest rates and the fear of why is this happening? It's kind of hard to capture that why in one episode. But if I can share with you right now why, like I'll give you some factors that may possibly be causing the interest rate hikes. But it's obviously the feds that, you know, they have their meetings and do this. But the things that I think we should take into account is the the impact of the war. We're seeing commodities dry up and things not being accessible as normal. And then we're also seeing, just imagine that last two, this past two years, the economy's trying to recover. So when we're talking about... From the pandemic. From the pandemic, yes, I apologize. When we're talking about... Well, just taking a recent conversation, Drell, Brittany, why is the interest rates going so high? Like, what in the world is going on? Maybe this isn't the right time to buy. And I have to share, for me, I want to put this out there because I try to say it, but yes, we have to understand interest rates are going up, but it's from record lows. What does that mean? If you bought a house under 3%. Congratulations on never needing to buy another house for the next 30 years. Of course, if you want to, you can, but the reality is you got a house and you're under 3%. We have not seen that in the last 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Still below 2019 levels, well below 2007 levels, and even more below 2001 levels. Well, if you look at just the overall 
what are the stats? In 1995, it was around 9.13. In 1985, it was 12.43. Yeah. 1982, it was 16.4. You know, so one, take a minute, let it sink in. And I would just say, call your parents and ask them how they did it. Yeah, and that is a great statement. Check in with your parents. So I say that, right? I say that to share. Stop what the world is ending. We got to stop that conversation, that that narrative. Financial crisis, recession, it's a whole mixture that is just fear, right? It's fear that's driving us. The U.S. economy right now is in a solid economic footing and can withstand higher rates. So be prepared. But what does that do for real estate? We have to understand real estate is the last to fall and the last to recover. So when you're seeing the stock market just take a huge drop or you're seeing all these things across the GDP, the war impact, our government decisions, those things all have implications. But I always share real estate is the last to fall and the last to recover. But right now in real estate, none of those indicators are showing a slowdown. So we share with you in this market right now, be prepared, be proactive and seek out that information. You know, and I think what's helpful, and we talk about it a lot, is being agile and having a plan, right? So if you had projected two years ago, you said, well, I want to buy in three years, right? And next, that would have been next year for you or or even this year. And you're looking back and saying, well, now this doesn't make sense to me because the interest rate was so, so low. And now I'm looking at 6% and you're trying to also factor in how much gas is and groceries is. And it can definitely be overwhelming. But I think when you think about an We've had a very overheated market, I would say, a little bit of 2019, 2020, 2021. When an overheated market cools, the change is typically gradual. So it's not that, oh, I can never purchase a home or I can never sell a home because if you're thinking that you're selling, you're like, okay, well, I also need to buy. I think a lot of clients forget and folks forget that there is a thing called refinancing. And you can do that at when you purchase your home and get it for a lower rate. Jarrell and I, when, goodness, I, I couldn't even remember what year that was, but we bought when the interest wasn't, um, it wasn't the, in our favor. The, the interest rate wasn't in our favor. I but think it was now, 525 when we bought and then we refinanced down to a 375. Yeah. Um, and that's where we're at right now. But all, all that to say, you know, Sales are indeed declining, which as a buyer, you've endured a seller's market for quite some time. But the number of listings, active listings, and the price reductions are also increasing. Can we talk a little bit about that? mm -hmm. Right? I think this is where we have to add some knowledge in there. Brittany just shared, active listings are up. Price reductions are up. Why? Because a lot of sellers right now are living in that market that was on fire, right? You're seeing homes being listed. The volume in our area was about maybe 70 homes active. And then it was probably a week and a half, two weeks of inventory. So when you're talking about 30, 40 offers on a home, yes, that number is it's ping-ponging up in the air, almost doubling what your expected value was. And as we transition the market right now, right, and this is what we try to implore and encourage our sellers As we transition, it's always important to have a realtor that helps you understand why pricing your home is so valuable. Why? Because we're seeing homes sit on the market because it was priced poorly almost 28 days, 30 days, almost a month and a half. And then you have to go back to the seller to have that conversation. 
But in this market, we're not seeing home values over 30%. What we are seeing, we're seeing 10 to 12 offers on a home if it's priced correctly, if it's presented correctly. And then those 10 to 12 offers are getting that 20%, that 15 to 20% over asking. So there's a way to go about getting it. You just can't jump out there and say, well, I believe my home is worth this and that's what we're going to list it for. Do your due diligence. And be proactive in understanding the transition of the market that we're in, mm-hmm. right? We're not in that market no more where it was 40 offers on a home. And good luck if you don't win it because now you're competing on the next one against the same 39 people that wrote. Yeah, well, the, of course, that's speaking on a buyer side, not a seller side. But, you know, the great thing for buyers right now, I think as well, is that the pickings aren't as slim. We have yeah. about you know, an average of five to five and a half weeks of inventory, whereas before it was just two weeks. So it was, okay, the first house that you see, right, and try to win that because Lord knows when that next house is going to pop up that meets my criteria, right? So there's a lot more inventory that we're seeing, which is really just a great thing. The other thing is too, is that homes are selling still on average and they're selling very quickly for well over asking if they are marketed correctly. And I think that that's something that's huge. And it's also based on the area that you live in. You know, you can only as a seller, if the surrounding homes, the neighborhood, um, the area that I'm in are going for the market value, I'm not going to go in and say, oh, I'm going to get three times as much as the market value. You can expect and be able to project of what the proceeds that you'd be able to walk away with to then, you know, create your next plan after that. Yeah. And I would say, as Brittany highlights that, you know, we just recently had a conversation with the seller and her fear was putting it on the market and then sitting. But we said, we shared, what if you added incentives in there for buyers? Yeah, that's something we're seeing right now a lot too. Right. Like, what if you add incentives in your like your presentation for the buyers out there. You know what? We're offering 3000 to the buyers to buy down those points or we're offering 5000 to the buyers to help with closing costs. You have to think creatively that's going to drive and draw that attention for your home. A lot of people are out there no, I want one million for my home because the house up the street sold for 1 million last year and I know this is what it's worth. Yes. But as we approach these high interest rates, I don't know if it's projected, but they've been saying expect to mm-hmm. see 10% by the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to see still more of an increase. Buyers are a little hesitant, but if you dangle the carrot, if you help them see the value in owning, and then you offer a little of assistance, 3% on a point buy down or 5000 to your closing cost credits, that's really, that's peanuts to an elephant, right? Like that's really not that big of a deal. Well, and I would say to the last couple of, I would say the last two years, right? If you were a buyer, right, that bought in a market where you were able to get in at 2.25 interest rate, right? You might've paid over of what you needed to for a home, but that situation is pretty ideal for you based on the interest rate. Sellers were also sitting in the same position where they were essentially getting what they wanted for the home, if not more, right? So the past market has been ideal for really both parties. But now what we're experiencing and seeing is the shift in adjustments happening where it's great for buyers because there's a lot more inventory, price reductions are happening, but at the same time, interest rates are going. So, and same thing for sellers. The sellers are saying, you know, oh, I wanted to get what I got last year, you know? So it's, I just think it goes both ways is really what it is. Absolutely. And, And hopefully you take this information as encouragement for wherever you're at in your process. 
before we jump into what we are expecting to see, let's talk about what Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, as we approach these summer months, they're very different from last year and the previous year, but homes are still being sold every single day. I think in early fall, we are projecting that we're going to see likely another spike in activity based just really on the past data, you know, prior to the big winter market slowdown, essentially. So that would just be, you know, what are we in? We're almost approaching July right now. So for the next couple months, it's kind of, kind of with the interest rates, it's really leveled out the market. We're still, inflation is still very much happening and something that we're seeing every single day. But, you know, it really just comes down to what your specific needs are and if now is a good time or if waiting is a better time. And I just want to say, just as the feds are dictating the BPSs and what is going to change, I don't necessarily agree with them, but they're declared to be our experts. I am not going to sit here and declare to be the expert on it, but from based on the trends that I've seen this past 12 months, I'm going to tell you what I expect to see coming the fall, winter months. We went through a pandemic. It was two years. The government tried to inject some money to get people going, get things rolling. But after the two years, it, it, I don't want to say the pandemic was two years to the date. But now we're almost one full year out of the pandemic, I think. And with that, there's three big categories that I'm paying attention to. The labor, the U.S. labor is down almost 13%, meaning there's individuals that, I don't want to say it's individuals not wanting jobs, but a lot of individuals are either being laid off, companies have to reduce their capacity because now that one year after all that injection of money and now our reality hits or where we're at as a business. So the labor department, we're seeing a 13% drop in work in the U.S., I think the other big uh, indicator that I paid attention to was the U.S. mortality rate is up over the last year and a half, two years. And I don't want to get into the COVID and the politics on all that, but one thing that caught me off guard was that the rise of suicide. That is something that is very alarming right now that we're not talking about. And and the third thing is the the, the challenges and the the impact that families are going through, I think this fall we're going to see the volume increase. I think there's going to be a lot more homes coming to the market. And I think it's going to be those that are positioning themselves the best are going to be prepared to walk in too. You know what? If it's a 9%, an 8%, it doesn't matter. Get yourself in because just like all markets, right? All markets, there's a top and there's a bottom and it's cyclical. It is not linear. This thing is going to be a bearish or a bullish market and you have to prepare, meaning when others are fearful, you get excited. When others like, well, I don't want to buy. Maybe this is not the right time. I'm going to wait till interest rates drops or this and that or the market just tanked. That's the moment you should be loading up on stocks, doubling down, because you know what? These are the ones that are going to spring up at the matter of a dime. And we know that it's going to come back around. We know the interest rates aren't going to stay at, are not going to stay at 10% forever or 8% forever. We know it's going to become a point where it hits that five, six. But please do not expect, do not expect, unless a major crisis happens or something happens, I encourage people to stay away from waiting for that 2%, 3% margin. 
Mm-hmm. And the most important thing to do is just do your own research, right? Read as many books, read as many articles, talk to as many people. But I think the irony in all of it is that in the start of the pandemic, while folks were buying toilet paper, they were the same people telling other folks, don't buy real estate right yeah. now. It's not a good time to buy real estate. And yet if we flip it, those folks that were buying toilet paper are now right now scrambling saying, oh man, we should have bought you know at the, the peak and now we're having to get all the repercussions of it, you know? So not to say what people say or do is wrong, you know, Jarrell and I, this is just our projections. This is our market update that we're presenting to you. But it's just do your due diligence, uh, do your own research and make this decision that makes the most sense for you. And I think, Brittany, if I can add to that, just as you shared, I think something we should be paying attention to as we're afraid of those interest rates, please, as you're paying attention to those numbers, also pay attention to the increase of rent rates, right? In our area, they're up 14%. 14%, but we're frustrated about a 7.5 or a 7.1 or a 6.75. We have to gauge, and that's where I absolutely love, Brittany, for sharing. Do your own due diligence. Make the decision that makes sense for you and your family and also explore, right? Like, hey, I want to think in year-long increments. I don't want to think about a 10-year plan because that's too far out. I want to think about one year. What are we doing and how can I position us for that best decision? Or you know what? How do I reverse engineer that so one year from now, we're sitting exactly where we need to be? Because the one thing I'm going to promise you, this is the promise that I can make. The U.S. is not making any more land. As you know, we're in a housing shortage, and anybody that owns land owns, they pretty much have the gold. We can see that the new builds are backed up right now because there's a housing shortage. With that being said, tenants, landlords, expect, based on the 30-year trend, rent rates are going to continue to go up. And it's going to continue to put us in a tight bind because at some point that U.S. labor data where people were at 13% and that rent rate, it's going to cross at some point. Those railroads are going to cross and somebody's going to come up short because, and we're seeing it all over the Bay Area, right? Homelessness is up. There's so many people. I haven't walked into one restaurant and not seen hiring now, like hiring on the spot right now. And it's just the challenging times that we're in. So I don't want to spook you. Don't want to pump fear. I want to prepare you for what we perceive to be coming in the near months and towards the end Mm -hmm. of this year and what we expect to see in early next year. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And again, if you have any questions or, you know, if you want to have a one-on-one consultation just to ask more in detail of what this looks like for you, or if you have anything that you'd like to share, we always welcome you to reach out to us directly. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.